Welcome to Outside the 9 to 5. I don't know what that just was, but this is Kevin Hartnett. And I'm Colton Richards. And you're listening to the Outside the 9 to 5 podcast. A show where we discuss the challenges we face on a day-to-day basis with our careers, relationships, and fitness and nutrition. We'd like to keep it light as we discuss some of the life battles we, and I'm sure some of you, deal with on a daily basis. So sit down, strap in, and enjoy the ride. Big day, we're back, baby. Is that Monday Night Football? No, that's just ESPN, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's a great noise, though. Yeah, right? Dude, it has been quite a while, man. I think almost a month. Probably more, actually. Yeah. Um, I've been getting some uh, angry DMs from have you? man. Yeah. I, I would, live it. I'll take the blame for that. Probably mostly my fault. I've been uh, on the go here. But with that being said, I'm freaking pumped up to be back, dude. Uh, we did record like a podcast kind of on, let me take a step back. I attempted the Ironman by myself down the shore. We've talked about that on other episodes. Did not go according to plan. I quit with like 13.1 miles into the marathon. So basically did a half marathon, completed everything else. And we were just talking about this off the, the show because we did a full-length episode on it, but honestly, I think it's like a shorter learning experience than what we kind of unpacked in a single episode. Um, and what did you say the takeaway you thought the biggest takeaway was for me after we did that long episode on it? Yeah, I feel like the biggest takeaway for you was, and this applies to the rest of your life, is you can do everything right. You did all the training right. You didn't miss yeah. a session, crushed it. You were fully prepared physically, mentally to complete this race. Like, There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, and things still didn't go your way, and that's just how life is. You mm. can still you can do everything right, and things can still go wrong at the end of the day. And I totally agree with that. And the only other thing I would say, the only other thing I would add to that is sometimes the goals you're working towards are going to take longer than six months, right? Like most people, I feel like conceptualize their their goals over three, you know, like a month, three months, five months, six months. It's like. Dude, sometimes things that are like really extraordinary to accomplish take a lot of fucking time. Like a very interesting one that <clears throat> I think a lot of people were recently talking about, but like the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather thing. He didn't just overnight have the notoriety Logan Paul to fight the best fighter of all time, right? It took years and years and years to become right. one of the biggest entertainers in the world. So I think um, obviously this goal is not on that level, but I think it's just important to put that in perspective that big things and accomplishing hard tasks take a lot of time. And this Ironman, when I failed that, like I, I knew, I knew it was just going to take more, you know, it was going to take another try. It was going to take another swing. So I, I think that's really the biggest learning experience from me actually accomplishing the event. And then the second thing I'll say is, dude, sometimes you just need to take a step back. Like I thought if, if I trained for another week hard, like I did, I would have, you know, imploded like an atom or something like I would, I just need to take a break. So that's why we've kind of been, um, not recording. I was traveling a bunch of different places and just, you know, getting some R and R. So I think that pretty much covers it. Is there anything else you want to add or I'm missing? Yeah, no, I, I think, so I guess something that maybe you learned and I learned from you is you moved on. You took it in stride. Yeah. Number one, I've never seen someone take a failure so hard, uh, and it was with such a positive turn. 
I mean, you had all the you people down there. You mean a hard there. failure so positively? Just yeah, to, a hard failure. Yeah, I thought you said hard, hard failure. Yeah, turn like a hard failure into just a positive moment. Yeah. yeah. Because you could have just sat there and sobbed about it, and there was all these all these people came down to watch you. Yep. And you know, when you failed, you came out and you you said thank you to everyone, and like from that moment on, you just like it was like yeah, you moved you moved straight past it, which yeah. was cool to see, and definitely something I feel like I need to do a little bit of a better job on is just not lingering on things when you don't they don't go your way that's a good point yeah and moving on and just getting your mind off of it uh i think that's something you took away from that is like even even though you when you fail maybe don't go right back to it maybe take a step back take a breather and uh, i think a point there recuperate and, and just evaluate if you want to do it again Right, like yeah. I knew immediately when I, I literally told you this when we were th- like, uh, I was you know ten hours into this, I was like, I knew I was gonna have to quit, like I just couldn't physically do it. Um, that like I knew I was gonna make another try at it, but then that actually the urge to do it even got greater once I took a step away. So for some people that might not be the case. Like, dude, maybe you failed at a goal because you ultimately don't want it bad enough. Like, at least be real enough with yourself to tell. Like, don't just keep stepping up and failing because you're not willing to do what it takes to achieve whatever that goal is you know yeah and i think taking a step back taught me that i wanted it more yeah definitely a lot of people don't take the time also to look back at what the what happened and say oh maybe i should have done this maybe i should have done that maybe i could have been better here yeah they look at the circumstances and say whoa it's me you know this sucks feel bad for me and uh oh i get that yeah don't fucking do that in any situation yeah so I mean, props to you, man. Moved Thank on you, quick. We're by, we're back at it. New Iron Man date, October 9th. Gonna crush it down yeah. in Houston. We're excited. Yeah, getting a little hype. I I think the the amazing thing is, man, that like for some reason we're gonna be training together for another six months. So I can't wait for that. We'll talk about it more, obviously, on the podcast. But today, I think I want to get into something that's off training because I feel like for the last, I mean, dude, realistically, that was what it was consuming a majority of our time was this Iron Man training. Uh, but I want to get into something which is so funny that it was one of the first episodes we actually recorded once we got the setup, but it was like about having a good conversation. I think one of the things that I've realized and have talked about with people is something that scares me about younger generations is their ability to communicate and be emotionally and emotionally aware when they're having a conversation because so much is done through social media. And I think one of the things we're strong at is being good in conversations in social settings um and so i just want to unpack you know i don't know how long it's going to be i don't know what we're going to get into but i i just want to pick your brain on what you think makes you excel in that area yeah before we get in that you said the younger generation yeah i feel like we're we are the younger generation okay you think yeah. i agree with you but what i would say is yeah give i wasn't around that i wasn't on social Gen Z's maybe I, I don't is know what they are the TikTokers we have an is audience I mean this about? is a huge episode that we're back <laughs> the blipbockers the the ditdoppers <laughs> okay yeah we're the millennials we're the millennials relative to them so here's what I'll say I didn't have a Twitter or an Instagram or was not seriously on it until like sophomore junior year um, maybe of high school maybe facebook freshman year but like i don't really remember growing up in the the realm of social media yeah how many likes did you used to get on pictures like four three i used to get hype like when it went from the names to the oh, saying the numbers okay that was the standard for us yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah 
yo, I'm hype. I got like seven likes. What's or up? you got like 50 followers. Yeah, There's, I look at my yeah. sister's Instagram and it's a joke. She has like a thousand comments and a bajillion likes. Yeah. It's... It's but ridiculous. I don't know how that – so I think there's a lot of good – I think there's a lot of good things that can come from social media. But I think a, a bad that we will definitely, definitely see, not to be pessimistic, but I, I just think it's a, a matter of consequence of what this thing is, is that people lack the ability to have in-person conversations because they don't do it, dude. Like it's just not the norm. Like – Going up to a girl is like less normal now in the bar than it is like DMing someone or going on a dating app. Like that's the reality. Like yeah. that's just how the world is working now. And I think it's crazy. I think it's going to be crazy and hard for people to, when they get in the real world, deal with that. Yeah, it, because relationships are – the foundation of a relationship is – it really comes down to if you boil it down is just you and that other person – being in the same space and having really having a conversation the ability to communicate yeah, the ability to communicate with each other and when we did especially it. i mean you could say that with your friends you could say that with yeah. your family and definitely you can say that with at least the businesses we're in yeah 100%. i mean within the financial advising space it obviously is important that you know what you're doing you're registered you, you have a good amount of experience but at the end of the day it's the relationship comes first and, okay. and all that people don't there's a lot of people out there that can do what we do but at the end of the day people work with us because of the relationship we have with them that they they can feel they can trust us so do you believe that people can build that same level of relationship through social media no i don't think so i, I don't think i just want to make sure i don't I'm think getting sale, the point i think sales people right now are having a really tough time and had a really tough time with that virtual environment. It's yeah. so hard to build a interpersonal relationship with someone when you're not in front of them. You can't you can't really see what their emotions are, like the sm- slight things within within their. Uh, I think people have trouble making meaningful conversations because they don't know how to ask the right questions. That's what I would argue. Okay. Because here's an example. I, I don't want to make this such about sales, to be honest. Be, right. I think communication is important regardless of if you know, you're know you doing operational stuff or whatever you're doing. Like yeah, I guess I go straight to sales yeah. because that's just – when I think about ha- having good conversations, you you always look to the classic sales guy. You do. Typically, really good at having conversations. Who's so, the guy at the party that's talking to everyone? Yeah, I would bet my life he's yeah. in sales or he's in a client-facing role. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. But with that being said, I think it, for a second I'll dive down this wormhole, but I don't want to go any further after this with the sales aspect. But when you're talking about building you know, personal relationships in sales, dude, you got to ask questions about someone's personal life, right? right. Someone mentions something about you know their kid like they just throw it out you know i was with my kids this week oh really you know how old's your son or, or daughter whatever right and you go down there for a couple seconds like you just you let the person know that you are interested in their life outside of specifically business you don't have to have a 55 minute conversation about his kids playing golf or whatever the fuck it is but let him know you're interested why because the other sales guy probably not you know right so I think you just have to make sure you're asking those personal questions if you really want to be like that personal sales guy. Yeah, because you're developing a relationship. 100%. So. Yeah. 
But yep. that's as kind of as far as I want to go with yeah, sales because I was we gonna could ask have a follow up question, but we'll move on from from that point. Yeah. But what what did you say? You said the key to what effective conversations asking the right questions. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing. That like if I had to boil it down to to one quote I heard that I has stuck with me. I, I think the one that everyone hears, but it's just like it, it, I mean. It's yeah. not that profound. You have two ears, one mouth. It is what it is. But I think a better one is in order to be interesting, you have to be interested. Meaning in order to be interesting to someone you're talking with, you have to be interested in what they're actually saying. Very confusing, I think, on the surface, but it makes a lot of sense. You will find if you practice like being a good communicator – a lot of the times the best communicators are typically the ones asking the best questions. And again, I'm not I'm not uh I don't know if I have tangible evidence of uh, of, you know, where I've thought of this, but I can tell you from phys- from experience that people have told me time and time again I ask really good questions when I'm talking to people. And again, I majority of the time don't do a lot of the talking. How do you how do you execute on that? I'm like just, what do you think makes what do you think gives you the ability to uh, ask those really good questions. I genuinely care what the person is actually talking about. How do you about. get yourself to that point? Because I could see this this being a problem for most people is that they are, and this is what most people have a problem with is they're waiting for the other person to stop talking so they can talk, so they can say what. Mm, that's a great they're point. thinking about. Yeah. So, how do you yeah how do you go about that? Mm, I think the thing for me that I've always tried to. Enjoy about people is that there's always something new to learn about interacting with anyone, and I feel a little bit like fuzzy saying that, but I do really, really believe it. Like, even someone that you might dislike might have a very interesting story that somehow you can learn from. Like, even if you don't like that guy's personality or gal's personality, you could probably learn something interesting or take away a cool story if you have a conversation with someone. Like, dude. People live, for the most part, semi-interesting lives. Um, it's very hard to be interested in a person that's uninteresting, unfortunately, though. You know, yeah. There's some reality that people – you know, some people are just not that interesting. <laughs> like I, I, it's hard, to, hard yeah. to overcome being a good conversationalist when – I mean it takes two to tango, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, can't dance solo. I mean, you can. can. You can. It's just not very fun. Some people can. Some people can dance solo. Uh, not. Can you? No, absolutely okay. not. There you go. So we're talking to the majority, not the minority here. What are you thinking about? Like, what are some of the things you are consciously aware of when you're in a conversation? Like that you think? Because I, I would tell you firsthand, you're a very good conversationalist, in my opinion. Um, so what do you think is something maybe consciously or unconsciously um, you do? Yeah, I really do try to genuinely listen. Okay. I it's hard for me because I get I, I the attention span of a squirrel. Yeah. So as soon as I hear something and I'm sure people hear this on this podcast like as soon as I hear something that you say that uh. I vibe with, it sticks in my mind and I start to not listen to the rest of what you were just saying. So this is slightly different though, because this is your thing as well. You know, like this is slightly different. I agree. This is for the most part, like analogous to a conversation in the real world, but this is like both of our platforms to share. So I don't think this is exactly a one-on-one to a real conversation in real life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I feel like I tend to 
I might tend to do that in just normal conversations. Okay. It's like if someone if I'm talking to someone just who I've never met before yeah. and they they're telling me about something and I I hear one thing that they say that I would like to ask a question about and then they continue on, I kind of just stop listening to the rest, what mm. the rest of the saying. Not that I'm actively not listening, but I don't hear the rest of what they're saying. Right. I think that's common. I think a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. And keeping my attention like keeping my attention focused on that this singular moment okay. of having a conversation is difficult for me. So interesting. So again, so if those are your- I, I, yeah, like listen, you really do have to be genuinely interested or at least get yourself there to what that other person is saying. Okay. So if we take a step back to what you just mentioned and things that you think you might struggle with a little bit, let's assume, you know, other people have that issue. Are there tactics you use that might help you with that? Cause I don't necessarily, I, I guess it depends on the setting. Like I would say in a sales conversation, if I have a question, I write, I write it down, but I'm not doing that. Like (laughs) I'm not doing that in in social interactions out at a bar. I'm not, you know, writing notes in my phone. Maybe I should, but so is there any tactics you like use? Yeah, I guess when I hear something that I want to ask her. So if I'm not ignoring, I guess I just shit on myself a little bit instead of <laughs> you did. said what I use for conversation. So when I hear something that I want to ask a question about, yeah, I'll like, I, I typically am like, okay, I'm going to focus on that. Yeah. Like I'm going to go down that, that rabbit hole. So you say you like tennis, like, okay, where do you play tennis? Like, what do you like about it? Do you watch tennis? Who's your favorite player? Have you been any tennis tournaments? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Trying to go to the four grand slams or whatever. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I'll just keep keep digging down. And it's funny. Like you'll start to – you learn so much more about what people – like why people are interested in something. And it uncovers – it it actually is it might not be interesting on the surface level. But typically if you take a few steps deeper, there's something down there. Like there's a little – pot of gold that's a great point and a question that i've recently been using like with things that people are interested in i'll say where did that come from where did that interest come from you know like i'll say where where did your drive for this come from or where did your interest in xyz come from because that's like parents like you never know where that interest comes from like if someone asked me where did my interest come from from fitness you'd get a pretty interesting story about this fat kid that got cut from a soccer team Right. You know, like, and so I just kind of reflect on that. So I think that's an interesting way to unpack someone um, in a social setting and say, like, where did that interest or thing come from? Yeah. And most people bury this piece of the conversation, asking questions. It's open ended questions always. Yeah. And you can be a little bit more loose with that. Yeah. You can be a little bit more loose about that, but most people just bury that recommendation. And I would say that the majority of people don't actually take it. Talk to wait. So most people aren't going to start uh, questions with how, what, when, where. Okay, I think maybe I'm a little bit trained to do that. Yeah, you definitely are, and you do it that way for the purpose of. There's a reason why you ask questions that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and most people will ask a question like they just won't use the word. Yeah, they'll ask a yes or no question. That's tough. Here's what I say. In a social setting, I think you can get away with a little bit less open-ended questions because what you will always find is even with – 
the least interesting guy or gal out there. Every fucking person wants to talk about themselves. Everyone, dude. Everyone, for the most part, has an ego. Unless they're listening to this podcast or, you know, they're reading personal development books and understand that, hey, in order to be like successful in a conversation, a lot of times you got to be the ones asking the questions. Unless that's the case, most people do truly enjoy talking about themselves. I mean, personally speaking, I kind of do too. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't I don't mind yeah, talking about myself. Yeah, exactly. Talking about ourselves. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's why I love this podcast. I guess I, I think that people gotta remember that. So you you I think you can get away with yes or no conversations or yes or no questions back t- to my point. In social settings, less so than you could in sales. Because in sales you gotta really open people up and you gotta not give them a way out almost sometimes. Yeah. Unfortunately. There's more of a game aspect, gamification aspect to sales than in a social setting, I would say. Right, because you're kind of in this weird limbo. You're tangoing. You yeah. are. You're a tangoing. You're tangoing. Um, okay, so sure. I like that you would go down a, a rabbit hole based on people's interests because that unpacks a lot more. Is there anything else you you're consciously aware of? Like one thing I think about is the the book we read, uh, Never Split the Difference with Voss. Is there anything you use in there when you're in conversations to like kind of help it flow or give you some time to think about questions or like anything you use. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I feel like all that stuff boils down to open-ended questions. <laughs> it's like, what about the, it seems thing? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's a great point. So clarification is also a, a huge aspect of, of having conversations because some people will will say something and you hear it one way, but they they mean something completely different. Okay. So by clarifying something that maybe you are inferring or assuming, like it seems like you're saying this. Is that is that correct or yeah? Like where where am I out of sync here? Shockingly enough, girls don't always say what they are feeling. So you got to pull it out of them. So you got to pull it out of them. It seems like it's a great way to do that. Okay. So So it seems like you're saying don't do the dishes, but you want me to do the dishes. Is that correct? Right. So what's your goal there is to get what they're actually saying. We're using this. This doesn't actually happen. It's just a a Fugazi example. Yeah, it's a Fugazi example. It's a Fugazi. She's going to be looking out. She's going to be looking out. She is. I can feel her staring at me right now. I can feel her staring at me, bro. But so the other one that I know Chris Voss puts out because this is, again, it's a book on negotiation. But I think a lot of times in conversations you are in some way, shape, or form. What's what's his fact? It's like you're in an average of 10 negotiations a day or something. That's great. Yeah, it's a high number. Because you're not only – I mean this is crazy too, but this is a wormhole. I don't want to – I don't know if I want to go down. But I was going to say I even have conversations or negotiations with myself. I don't think that applies to this topic, but I do use some of the things he says. Anyway, that was a huge tangent. What's the other thing he says? He likes to mirror. So this is, again, if you want to read this book, Chris Voss, Never Split the Difference, probably both of our top five favorite books. Um, he, he says you just try and mirror the last couple of words of the most important things of a statement. And what that allows the people to do is understand you're listening without even asking a question and they continue to unpack that. Yeah. So I, I don't think you need to use that in a sales setting. Candidly, I, I don't really use it at all. I don't know. I just haven't practiced it maybe. 
But with that being said, I, I do know it's worked because when I have practiced it, people don't notice. And it's a good way to allow you the air in your head to think of questions or how you want to maneuver the conversation. So you said people don't notice. What what do you think prevents them from noticing that? It, it's some there's something scientific there. I don't know the like science. It's like the, there's something that it, they don't even register because it's like again, you you ask this question, so I'm going to try and answer it. I I don't know is actually the answer I'm going to give you. I don't know why that works, but it does. You've done it to me before, and I'm sure I've done it to other people in the office. Just to see if it works. You've done it in the office? Yeah. Who did you do it to? I'm not going to say names on this podcast. It's too big of an audience. You don't want to throw anyone under the bus. Under the bus? (laughs) Come on now. I just mirrored you like three times. Oh, really? Yeah, kind of. Okay, there you go. So there's there's evidence. (laughs) Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, it it works to – you got to figure out the important part of the sentence. That's the thing. Correct. So they – that's an easy way. If you if you suck ass at having conversations, I feel like that's a good, like just with regular people, that's a great way to just hack yourself into being able to talk to people. So what? Because it gives you the space. Mirroring really just gives you the space and time to have an extra five to ten seconds to come up with a good question. Yes, it's really what it is. A hundred percent. So what do you think? Maybe this is a crazy question. But what do you think makes people awful at conversations? They don't listen. That's got to be the biggest thing. Okay. People don't listen to to what you're saying. I've been in – I know multiple okay. people where I don't really enjoy talking to them because I'm never talking. It's not – it's – like you said, it takes two to tango. It's I feel like I'm being – wait, I'm still sitting on the chair being waited uh, – like, waiting for someone to ask me to dance it's just them talking at me and like i see what you're saying i'm just sitting there Mm. waiting for them to stop talking but it just never happens most of the time i don't notice that people if people are not talking because i'll fill that space i'll like ask a i'll ask a question so i guess when i when i when i talk to people i feel like you probably you might feel the same way about this you don't really talk to a lot of people that are bad at having conversations right because right? we're typically pretty good at it so we yeah. can pull questions out and get them to open up in some way shape right. or form so here's what i was going to say because the question thing is interesting because i've had some really good conversations where i'm so in tune with that other person i think you and i actually have this a lot where we definitely ask questions but i think our train of thought is so on the same wavelength that we just like continue to move on down the path that we were both going anyway yeah Do like you- you're putting a brick down i'll Exactly. Like exactly. We're, we're building the big old wall again. And so you know? no one's really asking questions. We're just building, building, building on each other. Yeah. So I think that that sometimes there's not even questions involved, but I do know exactly what you're talking about where you have this older guy who's you haven't even asked him one thing about what he's talking about. And then when you do ask him something or you, you say something, he just goes another direction with – it's just basically those people like to hear themselves talk. I, I wouldn't say – the majority of people are pretty okay at having conversations. Yeah, I would agree with you. I would say large part, I think most people are – I said this earlier. You said what do you think keeps you interested in most people? I would say I think most people have something genuinely that is interesting to talk about. And it is your responsibility. We talk about personal responsibility on this podcast you know, frequently or at least we did originally. But I think it's on you as the conversationalist to be able to pull that out and figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, staying present is probably – one of the and that's what has to do with listening yep but 
for most people having conversations with their friends, uh, people like that, it, it's pretty easy. Most of the time, it's when you're with someone new and you're you're trying to create something out of nothing. Yeah, is when people struggle, and in a lot of those situations, I feel I've found myself trying to figure out what question I'm going to ask next, or I have questions that I have lined up. Yeah, right. You, you, the classic. You, I want to ask these like three questions, and then they completely derail what you were going to ask, and then you're just. Oh, you're, you're saying like, they oh, go down man, a different path. They go down a bit different path than you expected, mm. and then you're you're like, uh, what do I say? Like, what do I do? Yeah, I and mean, panic. Here's what I would say. You hear me do this a lot in the conversations on this podcast. I directly maneuver the conversation. I go, let's go back to this, or this thing you said was interesting. Let's go here, right? Like, so I directly move the conversation a lot, and I I think if you have some, I don't know, like fluidity to conversations you can do that pretty naturally in any conversation the other thing i would say is something that i I learned from one of my managers in sales is it doesn't if you say tell me a little bit more about that doesn't really sound direct but it's so easy to get someone to open up like tell me oh that's that's interesting tell me a little bit more about that like yeah who is who's gonna say no fuck you like yeah just that's an easy way to get someone to open up about a random topic no that's crazy tell me a little bit more about that yeah so those are things that like I, I use. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I do a lot of times um, with things that seem passionate to other people. I, I always ask the question like how do you feel? I think emotions are so much more – tell way more about themselves than I don't know, a story maybe? Does that make sense? Like feelings about a certain situation Yeah, tell you a lot about people. Yeah, and you can feel you can feel them pretty easily. Yes. When people yep. start talking about something they're passionate about, yep. you get you can feel it coming from their voice. Yeah. So, so. you you do a good job of asking. You ask big questions. <laughs> what, you always what does that you mean? Get, you're a big shot kind of guy. What does that mean, dude? I feel like you're big the, shot. You're the, you're the kind of guy who says you, you're the kind of person who asks someone like you just met, what do you want out of life? Yeah. Oh, uh, like you questions. ask big picture questions that make people think more than just a typical question like what's your favorite color or a, oh yeah okay no, it's like, no big this, questions this <laughs> is this is no i'm giving you a compliment Thank i feel you. like Bang. here let's shake my hand because i, I it know. seems like, it seems like there you go people <laughs> say you are good at asking questions because you ask big you ask the big hitter questions i want what do you want out think, of life i want people to think when they're talking to me for yeah. sure yeah I've, not many people ask me questions where I have to be like, huh, I never thought about that. And yeah. I, f- I feel like those are most of the questions you ask me. Again, I, go, I think it goes back and I appreciate that compliment. I'll, I'll say that one more time just so people on the podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> people uh, know I appreciate yeah, you. I do, do. I do. Um, but I, I don't know where that comes from. I, I really do genuinely believe it's just that most people do have something interesting to, to share with you. Uh, you know, I, I talk about – I talk about Rod pretty fr- infrequently on this podcast, but I'll give I'll give a shout, a real shout out to my dad on that. He could talk to a doorknob for multiple hours at a time. <laughs> you know, yeah, like he's uh, humming, he's humming, dude. Um, so yeah, shout out to my dad. I think most of what I learned has come from him, and then I think it was refined through just reading a bunch of bunch of stuff. Where do you think it came from? From you, for you, like the art of a good conversation. Where do you think you learned that? Uh... I don't. I don't know. That's a. 
It's a great question. That's this is the, this is the thing. It's snaps, one of those questions. Snaps, snaps dude. Great snaps, stuff. Snaps man. For the great, great question. Stuff. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I. It might have come from the fact that when I started working, I thought I was good at having conversations, and I got on the phone, and I barely could leave a fucking voicemail. Mm. So that was a huge wake up call. Like I said, the classic thing. You know, I'm I'm personal. I feel like I talk to anybody. But then when I was on the phone, like I was like, ah, yeah, <laughs> like freaking out. There's inside. a difference between being able to talk to your friends and being in uncomfortable situations, for sure. Yeah, 120%. but still, there's, I mean, there's uncomfortable situations and social aspects, like going up and talking to a girl. Yeah, or, uh, talking to uh, your friend brings some new friend. Uh, yeah. not that it's like you have to like impress exert, exert your alpha male oh. energy over them, but it's you guys don't know each other, so yeah. you don't know what the vibe is yeah, right? yeah. so you, you gotta, gotta figure, figure them out, out. Mm-hmm. uh I, I don't know i guess i guess when i f- uh, there's a new person around yeah. i'm inquisitive yeah i'm like what's this what's who's this person and what are they about like what are they gonna be like i feel like most people aren't like that to be honest really i, I don't know i think most people- alex is so nosy she's over the corner she's like really I go on their Instagram page. I go on their LinkedIn. Yeah. I, I I know I how many dogs they had yeah. <laughs> growing up. No, uh, six twenty five credit score over there. <laughs> you you should work on that. Pump those numbers up. Pump those numbers up. Yeah. No, I don't know, she, dude. I think I, maybe maybe I'm wrong. You know, big generalization guy on this podcast, but I, I don't know. I feel like people are just a little bit more interested than themselves most times. I could be wrong. I've also really I always envied. Anything on that? Anything on what I just said before you go there? Do you think I'm wrong? Just to be clear. I said I think people – generally speaking, again, I could 100% be wrong. But I said I think most people are just more interested in themselves a lot of times. But do you think that's wrong before you go down somewhere else? Um, I mean not the people I want to hang out with. I guess that's – That's right. I guess that's probably why. That's Uh, right. Yeah. So – Maybe. Maybe. Okay. All right. Go Maybe. ahead. You were going I, I somewhere else. I would say else. it's probably 50-50. You were going if somewhere I else. To, if I had to toss it up. I derailed you. Go ahead. But I've always envied the people that like center – the the focus is on like them. They're telling the story. They're, they're – people are laughing. Like they're funny. They're yeah. charismatic. Yeah. I've always wanted to be that kind of person. So I feel You don't like you, think you are? Yeah, that's crazy to me. Dude, you're a storyteller, bro. Well, I, f- I feel like that from a young age, like I've always wanted to be that person. You know what I mean? So you're going back to what do you think made – okay, I get it. Yeah, I see you. I'm following you. You're yeah, saying so, that's kind of what made you want to be this guy in conversation. Yeah, like someone who can get along with everybody yep. and someone who can uh, basically talk to a door – like a doorknob. And there's uh, always those dads, dude, that are the party. They're moving and shaking. Like I envy those guys. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and when you have a great – it's funny you you have a great conversation with people and you walk away from a, a good situation you you feel re-energized yeah. you don't feel drained and I guess it's maybe because I'm more of an extrovert than an introvert for introverted people it it takes a lot of energy away from them from what I've heard so I can see that but I feel like when I have a great conversation it's just fun and I like, can learn a lot about somebody else I walk away from that feeling like recharged and like interesting. A different kind of energy. A good like note. I feel like I got some of that. I got some of that energy. Some of that. I got some of the rub. I, I love it. I, I love it. Interesting note though. I would say sometimes maybe if you have a bad conversation, you do leave it like a little bit lethargic or 
maybe that's just us like in the way we like to communicate with people but sometimes i'll leave conversations and be like damn i'm exhausted like i never want to do that again maybe it's a bad conversation is what i'm thinking i don't know that's an interesting note though some conversations are just harder than others yeah huh i don't know it takes a lot of mental energy to carry a conversation too so if you're in a if you're in a conversation with somebody who doesn't isn't really playing ball yeah it's hard to keep that that going and it feels like it feels like you're playing tennis with yourself you're hitting the ball and then you're running to the other side and you hit it back (laughs) maybe that's why i feel that way it works sometimes yeah you know that's a really good note yeah um i'm trying to think is there anything else hmm i I don't really i don't really have anything else man we're like 40 minutes into this is there what do you what do you think you can improve on in having conversations like what do you think your fatal flaw is when you have a conversation with somebody I, I I don't know. I I, I would I, say it's I one was, of my. I'm hoping of, you're going to say nothing. I was going to say <laughs> one of my best traits. I think is my ability to be in any like social circle. Like honestly, I do. I so if you have one of me share because I I maybe I just haven't reflected enough on it because I think I have other areas I'm significantly fucking worse in. So like I try and focus on those and kind of leave my strength where it is right now. But like if you know something, I'm dude. I'm I'm an advice feedback guy. Give it to me straight here, Cupid. <laughs> oh my god no i i mean i took you out with all of my friends who you've never met in their in your entire life this past weekend and they all loved you so uh, i mean well, i think that's a perfect example you're you're the kind of person that i feel like you. most people are waiting for the other person to make the first move like you just fucking go for it I you, initiate. You, you go straight yeah straight you initiate it yeah you're the kind of person who sees someone from high school like six like uh, you guys haven't seen each other in like eight years. Yeah. Barely were acquaintances. You're like, yo, what's up? Yep. You're the kind of person. That's because that's does what my that. dad does, yeah. dude. He's in the checkout line with Cindy at freaking Shoprite, and he's <laughs> talking about her kids. It's like that. I just wanted the fucking apples, dude, and we're gone. We don't, you know. That's just who he is. So that's yeah. What he's, he's the kind of guy who remembers the waitress's name. Yep. Oh, always ask for it, bro. Yeah. Always ask for it. What's your name? You know, like. So I, I think I learned a lot from that from my dad, but um, I appreciate the compliments. Uh, again, I, the one other thing, I, I guess I think this is a learning, just something I, I've reflected on. But I think having older friends and wanting to be liked by those older friends for my entire childhood also helped me like get there. How so? I I, I just always wanted to impress them, you know, like in the way I communicated and talked with them. I don't know. How did you try to do that? Jokes. Jokes. Good old jokes. Jokes, <laughs> self-deprecation. Yeah. Um, jokes, self-deprecation, and then being able to talk on their level about the things that interest them. Like I was kind of irrelevant, right? Like what interests me? Did, <laughs> I was kind of, I was kind of a bro. Loser. Seriously, any of these older, <laughs> any of these older guys listening, like they straight up just bullied me for pretty much my entire <laughs> childhood. I love them. I love them to death. They bro, bullied me for years. Though. I have yeah. mental scars from it. I have physical. But that's what friends I are for. Physical scars, physical scars bro. Physical scars. I have physical scars. Uh, but no, that I, again, I think that was just like a, a breeding ground for learning how to um, make connections and you know, try and fit into situations to like, please other people. I'm not saying it's always the best thing to do that, but yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's why to take a big old circle back and cap this off that the younger generation is going to have such a hard time with having conversations. Cause when you're in those situations, you're so quick to get roasted. If you don't say something that vibes with what's going on. Yeah. That you get such 
immediate and it, it, yeah it's negative and sucks when it's happening but yeah. you're like okay well that wasn't funny yeah i'm yeah. not gonna say anything like that again yeah but maybe i'll go with some maybe i'll come to the plate with something different <laughs> a better time. joke next time but i mean in this environment nowadays if you say anything negative or make fun of anybody for saying something stupid you get yeah. ostracized yeah so and i feel like that's a big part of understand you need to get feedback in yeah. some way shape or form like yeah it could maybe you could be nicer yeah, but it's just how kids are. I don't know. I just think it's an important part of learning. Feedback for sure is probably one, yeah. probably the most important part of learning. Um, yeah, I, I just think that their entire social environment is again online. I, I just think it's impossible to read what people actually said or like um, read the facial expressions. To your point, you mentioned that already. But like, see the emotion behind what people say. Yeah, I just think that there's such an aspect to communication that's like f- physical and eye contact and all this other stuff um, that's really hard to get over social media or whatever, you know. So yeah. I think it's gonna be a struggle. But that's all I got, bro. Let's hope they pull through. I guess we're counting on them, right? We're counting on them, dude. Yeah. Or me. we're gonna have to teach them through the podcast. That's why we have this podcast, right? Yeah, so like. Subscribe. Yes, like, Shout subscribe, out. share. I would say, bro, for a podcast in a month and change, pretty solid. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Had to shake off the rust. Bro. We're getting back on the horse. We got guests coming in. Um, it's going to be a fire month for us. We got a lot of things planned, and we're just going to keep chugging along. See where this thing goes. We appreciate you listening, and peace.